This is a Woodside Church podcast. This is a bit different, isn't it? I mean, who likes change in the room? We thought we'd do things a bit different this morning, as you've probably noticed, uh, uh, for a particular reason, actually. This week and next week, we're going to be uh, looking at a, I guess you could call it a mini-series. There's just two topics we thought would be good to uh, reflect on to get together. And we've sort of called it uh, When We Gather, dot, dot, dot. I think that's what we called it. Yes, When We Gather. And we want to look at one subject this week and look at another subject next week. Next week, we've got uh, the amazing Tim Green with us. Uh, he's one of the, yes, he called a whoop. Here you go. So uh, Tim is, is one of uh, the elders, one of the leaders here. Uh, he leads the other site, the West site, uh, and he'll be with us speaking next week. And he's going to be looking at the whole, um, the important sacrament, actually, of communion. Uh, and looking at, well, when we gather and we share communion with one another, you know, what, what's, what, what is important that we need to uh, focus on, reflect on, and, and how we express that corporately? So we'll look at things, how we do, what we do corporately. We'll, so we'll look at communion next week. Uh, and this morning, we want to look at worship when we gather to worship and ask ourselves the question, well, how are we doing as we gather to worship? Now, you may be hoping there's going to be a third week that is when we gather and we preach and you want your chance to assess how we're doing with our preaching. Okay, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't know why, but we decided not to do that one. (laughs) But we want to look at today at when we gather and sing, if you like, sing and celebrate and read scripture some may pray from the mic some may bring a contribution uh, a prophecy or a word and sometimes in church life we just sort of do these things don't we rock up every week and it just sort of happens and so generally most people know what to expect but it's good to take a moment I think to ask well say what is our worship corporate worship life like together and uh, just take a step back. I don't know if you do this. Uh, I have been known to do this over Sunday lunch. Uh, you, you get back and Dawn and I will be talking and say, well, what, what do you think of the service this morning? You know, what do you think of worship? And we, I end up, if I'm not careful, going, well, I like that song. Didn't like the second song very much, you know. Oh, I really like that worship leader. Or, oh, that was really good when that happened. That wasn't so good. And the band were too loud. The band too quiet. I mean, normally I'm saying the drums just need to be louder. That's what we need. Drums be louder. Uh, that's close to my heart. But... Uh, but it's good to say, well, how do, we, how do we assess these things? And what we want to do this is in uh, a couple of ways, really. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to ask Rachel Clements, who's leading our, our worship this morning, to come and share her heart. Because Rachel, if you don't know, Rachel uh, is on our staff team, and her role is to oversee and serve us in the worship of our church across both sites, actually. She's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, it was Deb's message, as you see in the corner, and Deb's took maternity leave, but didn't come back, Deb's. That's a disappointment. But it's okay, it's okay. Because then Rachel, Deb's, woo, Rachel, woo. So we're okay. Uh, and uh, did, that, did that come across okay? I don't know. And uh, I thought it'd be great to hear from my worship leader, one of our worship leaders. Uh, I mean, how do they feel? When someone brings a contribution, it's completely different to the songs they've planned for the morning. I don't know. We'll find out in a minute, won't we? 
you know, what, what, what are we looking to do together? Is it all about the band and the team up here who serve us brilliantly week in, week out? But uh, what are we looking to do together? So I thought it would be great to have Rachel, Rachel uh, to share some things. And then on the back of that, I'm going to share some things. And then we thought we'd worship again. Sounds all right, doesn't it? Uh, and just together engage with this whole important subject. I mean, the Bible's full of expressions of worship. The largest book in the Bible, Psalms, is a book of worship. And that should say something to us. This is so important. Uh, but something that we wanted just to take a, do in a different way. So, without further ado, with Brittany mic on, she stole the mic, you know. Would you please put your hands together for the amazing Rachel Clements? Thank you. Is this working? I have been waiting all my life to be able to use this microphone. They don't normally let me have it. I normally have to have the handheld one. And Robin's renamed it the Rachel mic. Move aside, Brittany Spears. <laughs> My mic. Woo! Okay, I want to talk to you about my heart for worship. Um, like Martin said, what us as worship leaders and people who lead worship would love the church to be in terms of worship. Okay, so we're going to take it from two angles. We're going to go from our individual responsibility and from our corporate responsibility. Okay? I need to know you're with me here. Okay? Yes. All right. Okay, so firstly, individually. It says in Psalm 57, it says this, Awake, O my soul, with the music of his splendor song. Arise, my soul, and sing his praises. My worship will awaken the dawn, greeting the daybreak with my songs of praise. So it tells us to awaken our souls. It tells us in Psalms that we need to kind of wake our souls up sometimes a little bit. And that means exactly what you think it means. It means you've got to wake yourself up. So sometimes um, we may come to church and we've had a really bad week. I get it. We are all human. That's the kind of the beauty of the church is there's everyone is here. Everyone is included. There is something for everybody. Um, so some of us may come to church on a Sunday and have had a rubbish week. And in those times, we need to remind ourselves of who God is. So that's what awakening yourselves means. You might, you might think, I've had a rubbish week, but I am reminding myself and awakening my soul to remind it that God is faithful, that God is good, that God is kind, that God is for us. Like Katie said this morning, God was and is and is to come. It's all these things. Everything you know about God, when you have to awaken your soul, you have to tell it. Kind of re-remind it. Have a word with yourself about what you know. Is that the right thing to say? <laughs> what you know about God, you need to remind yourself um, as you come to church. A bit like... Um, Sometimes you have to wake your body up before your soul gets awakened. So you may come to church on a Sunday morning. It's early. It's 9 a.m. To be honest, we've been here since half seven, so we are fully awake by the time you guys get here. <laughs> Hence my breakfast is still sat here. I've not had it. Um, so sometimes you have to wake your body up before you wake your soul up. So that may involve moving around a little bit, you know, Doing a bit of this, I don't know. Do whatever you want to do to wake your body up. That's often why we sing in these songs. You may sing, um, we sing woe, you know, woe. A bit more tuneful than that. <laughs> You'll be pleased to hear. That's often us waking up. That's to wake ourselves up. That's not because we think it sounds great in the song, although often it does. Um, that's because we want to wake our bodies up. And you're kind of telling your body, come on, body, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. So sometimes you may be someone that needs to wake your body up before you wake your soul up. And I was likening this to me, to myself, and to Luke over here. Luke's my husband. He doesn't know I'm going to say this. So I'm a real morning person. I think I'm probably quite annoying in the morning. 
my alarm goes off after the initial two seconds, like, ugh, it's the morning, I am there and ready for the day, you know? I am out of bed, like, in Luke's face, the kids are also morning people, so we're, like, all up in Luke's face, it's morning, it's Friday, you know, any day of the week, it doesn't just have to be Friday. So we're real morning people, so my body is probably awake at the same time as my soul. Luke, on the other hand, is not a morning person, like, (laughs) it's a fair point, isn't it? No, we'll fight over this later. <laughs> so I will, um, once I'm up in the morning, all up in Luke's face, and he'll like pull the quilt and he says, oh, Rachel, like this, because he doesn't want to get up. And he almost has to wake his body up before his soul wakes up. So he needs to get out of bed, move around, knock some coffee back, you know, all of that to wake his soul up. Fair point? we'll argue about this later Um, so he has to some people you may be morning people like me and your body and your soul is awake at the same time or like other people maybe Luke and you have to wake up your body before you wake up your soul okay so sometimes we need to be aware of what our bodies are doing wake them up in the morning wake them up when we come to church but the main thing is waking your souls up being awakened to who you know God is The psalmist gives ideas of this. You can wave your hands around, clap your hands, dance. It says in the Bible lots of different ways that you can wake your soul up. I promise you, you'll be more ready for worship on a Sunday morning if you are feeling it, you know, ready to do a bit of this. Temba is brilliant when he leads us in worship because he makes us use our whole bodies. He is a gift to our church. He really... Oh, no, I've lost the Brittany one. He is a gift to our church in how he does that. And we have a lot to learn from Temba and people um, who come from other cultures in using our whole bodies to worship. That's a real challenge for me, how we bring that in. Um, So we're going to be doing it more, just to let you know. Okay, it said also in the Bible, James 4, draw near to him and he will draw near to us. So we come, we are coming on a Sunday morning, we are awake, we are ready to go. And now we need to draw near to God. We need to make a decision to draw near to God. When Jesus died on the cross, he made this a a possibility when he died on the cross. The Holy Spirit makes it reality for us today, but the ball is still in our court. You can come um, to church on a Sunday. You are saved. You are fully aware what Jesus has done for you. You are living in all of the goodness that he gives you, but you can stand there, but you need to respond. So when you come to church, we need to draw near to him. And he promises he will draw near to us. I get it, you get distracted on a Sunday morning when we start singing worship. You know, I look like I'm in it for the first song, you know, like, woo, woo, all like this. But really what's going through my mind is I'm trying to like fix my gaze on him and like, what songs did we sing this morning? can't remember. Oh yeah, lift up his name. Oh my goodness, what are the kids are wearing? They're here, what are they wearing? With a sound of... Oh, Connie's here. Oh, it's so great to see her. Lift up his name. I haven't had my breakfast yet. You know, all these things are like going through my head and I have to make a decision to be like, no, I'm going to draw near to him. And as I draw near to him, he promises to draw near to me. Does that make sense? Are you with me? So we're going to be people who awake ourselves, yes? We're going to be people who draw near to God, Yes. Great. <laughs> so what, what worship is, worship is giving something worth. We all worship something, whether it's Jesus or not. But at church on a Sunday, those of us who know Jesus, we come together to worship him. That is one of the reasons we are here. So on Sunday, when we come to worship, we come to give Jesus the honour and the glory that he is due. Okay? That is why we're here individually. So 
Corporately, you'll probably hear me banging on about this for a while before because it's my real thing at the minute. Um, corporate worship, when we come together and worship corporately, it is powerful. I don't just say that because it's a nice idea. It actually is. It says in Ephesians 2, and because you belong to him, you too are being built together. You are being made into a house where God lives through his spirit. So when we come to church together, God is building us together as a family, as a people, as a church to do things in his name, to give glory to him. Um, Another thing why I love corporate worship is, like I said before, some people may arrive on a Sunday totally with nothing else to give, having had the worst week, um, just feeling totally low. And this is where the body of Christ in all its beauty comes in. And we can sing, not to these people, you know, because that's a bit intense, but sing next to them and um, almost carry them to Jesus. To be like, um, I'm trying to think of what songs we sung this morning. Uh, what's the second verse? Oh, yeah. What's the one with the word faithful in it? Help me out, Dad. You were like, oh. <laughs> Okay, so we this morning sang a song with the word faithful in it. And if you, someone has come um, to the service and they are just feeling like, what on earth has happened this week? I don't know where God is. I can't see him in all of this. And we are singing good songs about his goodness and about his faithfulness. We are carrying these people. We are rising, raising the souls of our brothers and sisters in Christ and, make it, and causing them to look to Jesus again. That is what we do as a body of um, people who love Jesus. We carry each other to Jesus. And when we sing together, when we sing these words about him that's part of what we are doing you're singing to God but you're also having a conversation with people next to you and around you about how good God is so that's why it's so wonderful I love the church I literally could go on about it all day um I heard this wonderful quote which I could take the glory for but I won't um we don't go to church we build the church I love it. If you say to my girls, we don't go to church, they're now going, we build the church, because <laughs> I keep hammering it into them. Um, I love that. I'm like, every time we think we're just coming to church, we are not just coming to church. We are building the church. Like it says in Ephesians, you are being built together. So every time we come, every time you encourage someone, every time you um, stand next to someone who's had a bad week or had a great week, and you're singing together of God's faithfulness, you are building the church together. You are building God's people together. And that's the wonderful thing. God uses a part, God partners with us to do that. And I love that. Um, so that leads on a bit to um, what I think Martin's going to talk about, about what we all bring, we, we can all bring on a Sunday morning. So in 1 Corinthians, it says that everyone has something to bring. So every single person in this room has something to bring on a Sunday morning. It says it gives some examples in the Bible. I haven't written these down. This is a test. Uh, spiritual songs, hymns, psalms, yes. Oh, there, this is good. Anyone got any? <laughs> Oh, I've got hair. Tongues, in, so like different languages, interpretations of those tongues, you know, things like that, things like that. Um, everyone has something to bring. And I get challenged by this when I'm not um, leading. Is Do I ever pray before church on a Sunday and say, God, what would you have me bring? No. Should I? Yes. So when I lead on a Sunday, every, all through the week, it's on my mind. I'm praying for it. I'm fully there. I'm in the zone. When I'm not leading, I often just rock up and be like, come on then. What have you got for me? <laughs> you know? But does anyone else do that? Or do we prepare our hearts before we come 
and say, God, what would you have me bring this morning? I don't just want to go to church this morning. I want to build the church this morning. And we each have an important part to play in that. No one is written off. No one isn't part of this. We each have an important part to play when we come to church in the morning. Just imagine how our, our meetings would get changed if we all come ready, expectant, drawing near to God with awakened souls. Um, it would be amazing. Wouldn't it transform it? Oh, no. Oh, Rachel might go. Um, so just from a worship leader's point of view, we love contributions. We absolutely love it. We love it when people bring stuff. We come with a set list um, just because it's helpful for us to know where, you know, kind of where we're heading. But we love it when people bring stuff. You have absolute permission from me and from any other worship leader to come and bring contributions of what God's got on your heart. Do you hear that? Absolute permission. Please do it. We love it. You guys build the church on a Sunday morning as much as we build the church on a Sunday morning. Um, we need you. This is a team effort here. We are family. We are building. We're building it together. Okay. Just one more thing before I've stolen all of Martin's time. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know Jesus here, firstly, you are so welcome. We are so glad you're here. We love that you're here. Um, we want our songs to point you guys to Jesus. We believe we sing good songs here. We um, look at our songs really carefully. We choose them really carefully. We want songs, we sing songs that sing about Jesus, sing about his goodness to us, sing about God and how mighty and worthy of praise he is. And our prayer to you guys is that you see Jesus through what we're singing, that you get to know Jesus, that you get a glimpse into um, the church and how Jesus has transformed our lives and that you can see that and see, man, there must be actually something in this. There must be something, some truth in these songs these guys are singing because they look so happy about it and they genuinely look joyful and God has genuinely captured their heart. So our prayer to you guys is that you will see Jesus um, through our songs. If there's something in there you don't understand, keep coming back, keep asking questions about it and we would love to get you to all know Jesus like we do because he's pretty wonderful. Do you agree? Yes. So in summary, before Martin comes and talks, don't know what accent that was. Um, we each hold a responsibility to awaken ourselves and draw near to him. Jesus made it a possibility. The Holy Spirit makes a reality, but the ball is in our court. Um, let's come expectant on a Sunday morning. Come ready to bring. We don't go to church. We... Yes. <laughs> Look at that. I'm going to keep testing you on that. Um, and then we'll have amazing times of worship together. Does that sound okay? Get it? We don't go to church, we? Yes, we do. Okay, great. Mine. Follow that, eh? <laughs> All I want to do, uh, I don't want to take too long, because we want to worship together. I mean, it'd be, it'd be bizarre, wouldn't it, if we had a good, that was a good, interesting subject we explored there, you know, very, very good, and then we didn't express it, you know. And so we're going to do that and just encourage us just to enjoy God together. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to just land on and read to you one psalm and just pull out a few things from that psalm. It's Psalm 95, uh, and it's been a favorite of mine for years for many reasons, but the main reason is it, it does a, a wonderful job, and I, I believe it's a gift from God to us, highlighting different ways that we express ourselves in worship and and uh, Rach has mentioned some of these. And it's wonderful because it allows us individually and corporally, picking up the two 
themes that Rachel's just introduced, allows us to say, how am I doing there and how are we doing there? Uh, looking at those different ways that we express ourselves. So let me just read it to you. And as we do, I just pull out a few things. Uh, and for some, it, I think there'll be some things that corporately will be say, yeah, we want to express ourselves more in that way. Other times there'll be things where, where the general consensus will be, yeah, we, 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 that's a strength of us. But there may be individuals that say, yes, but it's not a strength in me. And so there's this corporate and the individual uh, sense of us just allowing the spirit to stir us. So Psalm 95 uh, goes like this, and one commentator said, described it as the way to worship. It begins like this, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. We begin with this invitation to one another. Come, let us. And uh, someone once said that worship is to an audience of one, being that audience being God. But it's not true. Actually, we talk to one another as we come to worship. But it's let us, let all of us engage. As Rachel said, let us stir ourselves up, awaken our souls. So we come and we worship. But it says, come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let me level with you. I think we need to encourage one another in, in our joy. I just loved what you got. I mean, you, we just, Denson, you guys were, you were, you were going for it, right? You're like, so what? You know, that's what you do, yeah? I, I, do, I do generally think that we need to stir ourselves. Uh, and, and I know some of you will say, well, it's just not really me, but then I'll... I'll talk to you about a football match or a cricket match or a rugby match, and I may even see you in a football, watching a football, and you will express yourself with joy and passion, and your shout it says, "Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout to the loud, shout aloud to the Lord of our salvation." So I feel we need to stir ourselves in that. If I'm honest, I think we've got some of our brothers and sisters that can help us in this. We want to celebrate all that God has done for us. Talks about Thanksgiving. Let us come with, with Thanksgiving, extol him with music and song. I think we do that well. Uh, but I'd encourage us to use this time as a way to express testimonies of Thanksgiving as well. I think that really stirs our faith. That really encourages one another so well. We heard, didn't we, in the, uh, what Ruth shared in the Alpha announcement about someone's story. And it's so powerful when someone shares their story. And that's not, you know, these things aren't normally planned. Normally someone just comes up and does that. Then it goes on in verse 3. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry, dry land. There goes to this period in this psalm of declaration of truth. We're good at this. If we're allowed to say, it would be a strength of New Frontiers churches. We love truth and we sing truth. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yes? But there's more to worship than just singing truth. And then verse 6, you get this remarkable transition. So you've got celebration, you've got joy, you've got shouting, you've got expression in those terms. And then you've got declaration of truth. And then in verse 6, you get this amazing shift of gear. It says this. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. You get this 
this intimacy, this, if you like, this sense of adoration. When the words change, they become, I love you, God. I worship you. Would it encourage that? That we get to those places of intimacy where we really cry our hearts out to God. We may kneel. We may, we may lift up our hands. We may use our bodies to express. And then in the end of verse 7, there's another shift. It's just fascinating to observe. When it goes from this intimate place and suddenly God speaks. Suddenly God speaks. Says this today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in Meribah, did that day at Massa in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. See, we get this amazing moment when God speaks. And so worship isn't just about declaring truth, not just about celebration, it's about hearing God together. And what I'm often doing when I'm sort of sat there, what we would call the meeting leader, I'm asking, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Where are you leading? Where are you leading? Where are you leading? That's all I'm interested in. And that comes sometimes from a song. It comes often from a, from a prayer or from a prophecy or a word. He said, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? God's always got something on his heart for us. And I'm longing to get to that place where we draw so close we begin to hear his voice together. So I'd encourage us, really, if you ever feel stirred that you may... You've got a prayer or a word or an encouragement. Honestly, this mic is, a, is an open mic. I mean, by all means, come and talk to the person. Uh, normally, we're there just to help with the timing of when it's helpful to bring a contribution. Uh, would really encourage people to do that. Um, because we want to hear God together, don't we? And you know, I've learned bringing a word or a prayer or scripture that it's not about being right or wrong. That's that if we think, I don't, I, I, and I understand it, I don't want to get it wrong. Actually, our responsibility is just to bring whatever we, we've got. And then together we, 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 we find what is God's plan for the morning. And so please, uh, I encourage you just to come. And even in this time that we're going to have now, I, you need, I mean, God is speaking to people right now. In fact, let's just pause for a minute. God wants to speak to people right now. Just close your eyes for a minute. Holy Spirit, we pray, would you speak to people? Thank you, God. Even as we sit, God will begin to drop things into your mind. Things about him, maybe. We've already touched on God's faithfulness. Maybe other aspects of God's character that he wants to remind us of this morning or there may be other things about us that he wants us to direct our focus and hear him on because God is with us and eager to speak to us amen and let's come back shall we I can ask Rach to come and, and the band to join us and maybe as you were quiet maybe as we sing you'll feel, actually, I feel I've got something. I might have something. In fact, I'm not sure. I just encourage you, just come, come to the mic. Obviously, not everyone can come. Uh, and sometimes you'll find that one or two people will say something you'll, and you'll be thinking, yes, I had something similar as we begin to corporately hear God together. Are we, are we, are we good? Are we sure? Some of you are smiling. Some of you inside are smiling, I realise. Let's stand, shall we?
Let's worship our God. Let's pray. You gonna pray? Lord Jesus, we gather to worship you. We gather to worship you. We thank you for the richness in your word about different ways of expressing our worship and our adoration. Uh, we want to focus on you. God, this is about you. This is about awakening our soul and say, Lord, we want to give our hearts to you afresh. Lord, I pray you would lead us now uh, as a people, that you would stir us. We pray, Spirit of God, would you speak to us and speak through us. But most of all, Jesus, would you be glorified as we celebrate your goodness to us. Amen. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.